0: Because there truly is hope, in spite of what depression tells you. Hi, Terry. Hello, Anita. So we bet that every person aware of their depression is also aware of their mask. It's that facade, that smile, that coping mechanism we develop when we have to do something in spite of being in depression's grips. It's the phenomenon behind terms like hidden Functional or smiling depression. And it is one of the first things we rip off when we finally return to a place where we can collapse and acknowledge that whatever we just did took every bit of energy we had. It can
1: seem almost like a strength, or that ubiquitous word, resilience. But is a mask a helpful thing, a harmful thing, or can it be both enemy and best friend at the same time? It does allow us to go into the world without exposing what we're feeling, without being vulnerable, and without coming across as the dark, gloomy one, but it also means we're hiding our pain from everyone, including people who might empathize with us, and who might also experience depression, or who might be able to help us in our darker times. Today's guest, Andrew, knows his mask well. He not only wears it, but he analyzes and writes about it. And that's how we found him in his blog, Rise Above the Ashes, years ago. Andrew wrote the following, Sometimes I need to go out and talk to give voice to the darkness swirling around me, but I'm too afraid to ask for your time. I feel like it's a burden to you. I feel like I'm a burden to you. So I isolate. I sequester. I make and fake excuses about busyness or tiredness. I fade out. I act. I hide behind a carefully crafted persona. I wear a mask. With more on this common phenomena, here now is Andrew giving his voice to depression. Andrew
0: was in his early 20s when he first started experiencing symptoms of depression he wouldn't be formally diagnosed for another 20 years. So for half his life, he just knew something was going on and that it came and went whenever it damn well pleased.
2: I would say 2013, 2014, I started to really struggle with suicidal thoughts. Several weeks at a time and at least twice a year. Um, And it was kind of getting worse every time. Every bout of depression would be a little bit deeper, a little bit longer and a little harder harder to climb out of. Um, fast forward to the summer of 2015, um, there was a couple of things that kind of snowballed on me. And so that was, I made a decision I called the local crisis line, told them I needed help, that I wanted counseling. I wanted to get set up with a psychiatrist, uh, soup to nuts, because I was, it became very clear. It was either I make that call or that sooner or later that this illness was going to take my life
0: Andrew reached out for and got the help he needed now his self-care is multifaceted and includes medications
2: I'm on three different uh, three different pills and the current dosage level and combination seems to be working quite well for me yeah it's not not ideal I still still definitely have my my days but um, compared to where I was a year ago and two years ago and three years ago, it's night and day.
0: And days so, beat the hell out of weeks, don't they?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I might have moments where those suicidal thoughts come back, but I recognize them for what they are. They don't have that power over me to drag me down and, you know, beat the crap out of me, metaphorically, of course.
0: They may not drag him down, but make no mistake, when you have a customer-facing job or a family or any other number of situations and obligations, it's quite a challenge to carry on as though the conversation or task in front of you is what you're lucky enough to be thinking about.
2: And there have been, you know, smiling you know, throwing jokes out, interacting with the customer in the back of my head. It's just this loop. I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. I want to die.
0: And that's where the mask comes in. It doesn't change a single thing that's going on inside, but it transforms the outside.
2: But yeah, I think it's not so much slapping on a happy face on a good day because, you know, everyone's got kind of good days and bad days, even within the good stretches But it's knowing I'm not in a good place and I still slap on happy face and try and joke with customers and everything else. Meanwhile, you know, this monotonous of I'm dirt, I'm surprised I haven't been fired yet. Well, if I get fired, I'm just going to die. And, you know, this is just going on in the back of my mind while I'm dealing with customers. That's when it becomes more of a necessity. So it has helped, but I have to remember that You know what, Andrew is still an introvert, and when he's done work, it's okay for him to go home and just crash. You know, it's kind of a balancing act between the two.
0: In his blog article on this topic, which we will link to, Andrew describes that struggle this way. I wear a mask, not just a mask, not just any mask, the mask. The bane of my existence and my savior the air in my lungs, and the poison in my veins. It saves my life as it drowns my soul.
2: And yeah, the mask can be both. Because if you relied on the short term, yeah, it can save you. It can pull you up. But the danger, you lean on that, you rely on it long term, and that's when it turns on you. It starts to suck you down because you know you're living this falsehood.
0: Of course, everyone wears masks to some extent. Fake it till you make it, you know?
2: Everyone puts up a good Mm front. The filters, the staged pictures, the smiling family pictures, or the vacation, or right? But everyone thinks that they're the only one who does it as much as they do, and they think everyone else's life is much more, you know, the social media is much closer to reality than theirs. And below that, those of us who struggle with mental illness fight against not wanting to hang out with Eeyore. You know, the most depressed that everyone suddenly thinks of when they hear mental illness is depression, the Eeyore. And then on top of that, you've got the fear of, what will people think of me? The average everyday Joe, all they know is movies, Netflix, that sort of portrayal of mental illness. Where you're either violent or a genius. And probably both. (laughs) And unstable and unpredictable and volatile yeah so that many levels it's no wonder that uh the mask is prevalent
0: you said using the mask and hiding behind it also feeds it it fuels the darkness it makes it stronger hungrier and more unpredictable so that is fascinating to me that i've always thought of it as protective it didn't occur to me that using it empowers
2: it it does when you're young your bedroom's dark and you hear a scary noise That noise is frightening because you can't see what's causing it. Well, there's two things you can do then. You can either jump up, turn on the lights, rip open the closet doors and see, see what's in there. Or you can just throw the blankets over your head, stuff a pillow in each ear and hope it goes away. By throwing the lights on and opening the closet doors, you can see it for what it is. And it's probably not as big as you think it is. It might be big and scary, yes, but it's not as big as you think it is. I think the biggest reason I've come this come as far as I have in the last two years is because somewhere I got the crazy idea that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake it. I'm gonna look what I'm struggling with in the eyes as often and as long and as much as possible because I I don't want it to run my life, but I don't want to run from it either.
0: Mm-hmm that's part of the stigma right why should we have to i mean we wouldn't be walking around sharing fries and a burger with our friends if we had a really terrific cholesterol problem you know we'd have to come out and say i I really can't eat that kind of stuff because i'm on meds and you know i could i could have a stroke or a heart attack
2: exactly and i think anyone who's dealt with a mask has felt that that tension of wanting to just rip the mask off and throw it away and just be authentic and Screw what the world thinks, and then retreating behind the mask, thing. and then pulling it down, going no, I, I you know I want to be authentic, and then putting the mask up again.
0: There are what one out of five of us, for God's sake. It's not like the rare you know unicorn out there. That that there are a lot of people walking around struggling. And
2: here's the scary thing that I think of when I hear that number one in five. If you think about how heavily stigmatized mental health or mental illness really is that's one in five people reporting. Yes. One in five reported or diagnosed by professional. So what does that say for the people who don't report? What about the people who mask it or don't recognize or just try and grind through, not understanding what they're facing? And then you think about that one in five number and it drops to probably one in four, I would say... Maybe even one in three.
0: And and then when you hear that it's 10 years, it's a decade between you, you were longer, I was longer between, you know, when the first symptoms show and when someone actually, you know, puts up the white flag and goes in and says to a professional, hey, something's wrong here. You know, that's a lot of people for a lot of years walking around hurting.
2: And that is, again, part of the reason why I decided to do this.
0: It's, it's very healing as somebody else who lives with this black dog to hear it stated so well and to just be able to, to feel understood. I keep saying, you know, when you go to a doctor and you say, Oh, right here, you know, when it hurts and it's a little bit like, and you're trying to explain it. And they say, Oh, needles and pins. Yeah, needles and pins. You know, so when you say that what you say in your blogs, you know, I, I read it and just go, Yeah, yeah, like that.
2: That's, that's exactly why I do it. Um, part of it is therapeutic for me when I can finally give shape and give words to these thoughts that bounce around between my ears. That you know, writing helps me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Realizing everyone else, you know, or a lot of other people struggle with it. If I put that out there, mm-hmm. and one post changes one person's life, and that's all my blog ever does. Yeah, fantastic. I hate thinking that somebody else would feel as alone and. Though, as I did, with nobody to connect to and nobody to reach it was. Even if I can't make the connection, somebody else reads read something and go, holy crap, somebody else out there gets it.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And gives them a bit of courage to reach it.
0: Because you could have done this as a journal. You could have just written it for yourself and gotten the benefits of getting it out of your head and onto paper. So I'm extremely grateful that you chose to do it as a blog and not a journal so that I could find it and call you. Anyway, is there any parting words or anything when you were thinking of talking that you thought, I really want to communicate this?
2: Um, There's something about giving these shapeless thoughts in your head a physical form, whether you write a song or you sculpt something or you paint something, or for me, it's crafting words into something that makes sense. Whatever it is, to me, that has been worth it. So I would encourage um, your audience, even if it doesn't make sense to you, grab a pen, grab a notebook, grab your laptop, whatever. Find a way to give shape or form to the the thoughts and the voices in your head. And I guarantee you, it'll be helpful.
1: So Terry, what I really, really appreciate as Andrew's ability to put into words so clearly, yes, expressing this experience of both the pros and the cons of the mask. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think back to mm-hmm. when we were doing our episode on the spoon theory. Yes. And, you know, it does save time and energy to say, I'm fine when somebody asks how you are mm-hmm. um, on a day when you don't have many spoons But I so agree with him that by not letting people in and not letting them know what is really going on with you, I think people from the outside looking in get confused. You know, you're saying I'm fine, Hmm. but they're probably picking up on everything from your nonverbal behavior to your inability to follow through on commitments and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of things. It's like you're saying you're fine something's something's not right and so you know the mask is going to slip it's going to eventually fall and it's not worth it eventually so i really love that you know yes there's advantages to it there's also these disadvantages and you know
0: it's that that balance between we want to live authentic lives and to be able to be our true selves in front of people and also like Mm-hmm. There, there's a trust factor involved. If we uh-huh. do say it, we don't want to be told what do you have to be sad about or any of that kind of stuff. We don't want to be told we should. Uh-huh. But also if we don't tell people, right. we can't be saying, as so many people do, like no one understands, you know, because this is an opportunity to have them understand. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to read another one of his quotes because as you said, he's profound with words. He said, I'm not going to fake it. I'm going to look what I'm struggling with in the eyes As often and as long and as much as possible. Because I don't want it to run my life, but I don't want to run from it either.
1: Again, I just think solutions are are not the all or nothing, you know, the, the black or white alternatives. So, you know, it's not, it's not I have to mask or not. It's sometimes I can, sometimes I won't. With some people I will. Yes,
0: yes, it has to be safe to let that mask down
1: yes and so, and with others i won't mm-hmm. and and kind of that's what i always encourage people to do you know who are saying i i can't do this anymore it's sort of like okay but not as an all or nothing thing who who's somebody who feels safe let's start let's start with with that person mm-hmm. Maybe work, your workspace is not yeah. a safe place. Right. So, right. Okay. But you know, you've got your people that you can check in with and, and be real and authentic with. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you mm-hmm. know, again, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing, but we've got to find ways that you don't have to keep that on 24 seven, 365. That's what's not sustainable. Agreed. And that's, that's what's really isolating. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can't be, you can't live an authentic life behind a mask. It's just that 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 will alienate you from yourself as well as from other people. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others
0: like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen.